Oh, yes, them boys from L.A. again. Product of the 90s production. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, making an allowance singer. It's that Ring Scoops guy with Macaval. Back with you guys here. Another episode of Ring Scoops Rebooked. Mac, what's up? Going on with you. Going on, everybody. Hey, everybody. <laughs> everybody, clap your hands. <laughs> Man, what a what a interesting week in the world of professional wrestling, as it usually is, right? Yeah, I think uh, business is picking up weekly. <coughs> as I choke, yeah. Um, it's funny because when a week of wrestling is good, then they say, "Oh, well, Paul Heyman did it." But when it's not good, they say, "Oh, he didn't have anything to do with it." <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Or, uh, or wasn't people, there. people want to know, oh, wait a minute, when is Bischoff officially starting? Because it looks like the same shit on Tuesday night. Exactly, exactly. But it's, 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 it's interesting that we're now paying attention week to week. Uh, we haven't done that in a while, actually. So. That, that's true. Uh, that's true. Oh, and then um, this week, uh, I don't know if you saw the Brandy Rhodes. I like. I, I know you like to talk about Brandy Rhodes because it's your favorite subject. But uh, <laughs> Brandy Rhodes uh, went on a tirade about uh, getting death threats and people flaming her on Twitter and all that stuff. And like she For tried. What? Um, I I don't know. It was just a generalized thing, and then she, like the way she worded it and the way she tried to make it out was like it's only people with verified accounts get that shit. And I'm just like, get the fuck out of here. That's that's not not exclusive to the little blue check mark next to your name. Like, well, the thing is, the thing is, is like I don't know why people like if I went to, on the street and I asked five people, do you know who Brandy Rhodes is? They will say no. Yeah. So if I ask five people on the street, hey, do you know who um, Becky Lynch is? Then you know there's a greater probability that somebody would say yes. So. I don't know what she's getting death threats about, but in my opinion, I just think this should be a situation where, you know, you just kind of just sit down and be quiet. You know, like every, all hands need to be on deck for this pay-per-view you have coming up next month. And of course the debut of your uh, television program, your weekly television program in October. Uh, that's what I would be focused. Yeah. I wouldn't be focusing on, you know, what people say or don't say about you. Especially being the chief brand officer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> you don't you don't you don't do that. You don't tarnish the brand by talking about yourself. Nothing hey, is bigger than the brand. Uh, you never see like Stephanie McMahon go on Twitter and talk about that shit. She's always doing PR work, getting herself over. Right, and I'm very sure that she experiences it more than anybody else. So, well, well, yeah. Um, in terms of a woman in the wrestling business, let alone her so, last name. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I know we're talking about current trends and all that stuff in pro wrestling, but this podcast here is Ring Scoops Rebooked, where we spin the wheel. There are 10 names on the wheel, and Mac and I, we uh, we come up with a storyline. It's, uh, it's funny. We call it Rebooked. We're not really rebooking an angle. We're just booking an angle, but I still like the name Rebooked. It's cool. Um, 
yeah, it's just it's better, I think. But anyway, so uh, we we um, just like what WWE recently did, you know, we kind of we went inside, we we tore up creative, we tore in a new asshole, we uh, we we messed up that asshole, we threw some trash, we got some Snicker wrappers on the ground, uh, we we just tore it up, man. We got um we got some new names on the board, a lot of new names. Um, we've got the Young Bucks on the board. We got Tennille Dashwood is on the board now. Kurt Hawkins, Tessa Blanchard, and the Viking Raiders. It's a lot of new names, and uh, Young yes. Bucks and Viking Raiders. We got tag teams on there. Yes. So I think we met the quota. We got some tag teams. We got some women. We got some single stars. We got AEW. We got Impact. We got WWE. Um, we don't have Ring of Honor, but that's okay because they're falling anyway. But, yeah. Uh, so, uh, Mac, without further ado, shall we spin the wheel? Yes, we shall. All right. Here we go. Ooh. Okay. The wheel, ladies and gentlemen, has landed on Flying Brian Pillman Jr. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know how familiar you are with uh, Pillman Jr., but I watched him uh, on MLW, and uh, Mm -hmm. the dude is like almost a spitting image of his dad, bro. Yeah, I, I the first and only time I've seen him is in the AEW Battle Royal. Mm, my condolences. And, um, yeah, and uh, I just, you know, he. he I, anyway, I can't wait to rebook him. Let's just put it like that. All right. Let's put it like that. So, Flying Brian Pillman Jr. What promotion should we book him? Should we? Should we? I mean, you don't watch MLW, so I don't um, think we should use that, but. Should we go with uh, Impact, AEW, WWE? I think NXT? we should do something in AEW. Well, actually, no. Last time we did something in AEW. So let's. What about NXT? To, um, yeah, it's different. Let's do an NXT. Okay. Um, you want to start it off, or you want me to? You know what? You can start it off because I normally start it off. You can start it off. Okay. All right. So, uh, so we got Flying Brian Pillman Jr. On the NXT brand, making his debut. So here's what we should do. Um, I think what we should do is uh, let's let's throw him right into a solid program with an established name. Like a lot of these guys, they bring in, they take their time with them, they they kind of build them up a little bit. But Brian Pillman, you know, he's a second generation superstar, so he's got that already working for him. He's got the name, so. I think we should have, you know, let me pull up the NXT roster. Actually, no, screw it. Throw him with Johnny Gargano, right? So okay. I think Gargano should go out there, and I think you should, uh, I think they should revisit the whole thing with, uh, with you know, Candice LeRae being with Gargano. You know, obviously they have, like, their own singles matches together and whatnot from time to time, but for the most part, like, you see one, you see the other. Uh, Johnny Gargano wins his matches, you know, he's celebrating all that stuff. And then I think like they should do like the, like the visual effects on the screen were like, you know, like they would do, uh, what's his name? Uh, Sammy Callahan, when he was Solomon Crow, they would do like the, you know, like static shit. Um, they would do that with, uh, with the GTV stuff back in the day too. Mm-hmm. I, like you should do that where you kind of like, you kind of mess with it a little bit, but like subtle, 
not where it's like really takes away from anything, but kind of subtle where like even the announcers are kind of like, hey, we're having technical difficulties, you know. And this goes on for like three weeks, you know. And and then um, like maybe they could do a segment in the back where uh, where Candice and uh, and Johnny Gargano are uh, they just arrive, they go to the locker room, they're doing the handshake, uh, they sit down, they open up their bags, and all of a sudden like there's there's like I don't know because um, they're they're both huge into Disney or something like that, right? So they have like a like a Disney figure, and they're like the Little Mermaid, and like her head is like ripped off the body or some shit. And uh, so they're wondering what oh, what's what's going on, right? Like, you know, who who broke this? Uh, you know, it could be something. Um, it doesn't have to be Little Mermaid. It could be anything. Something take something from one of their Instagrams that they've given each other in the past, where it's well known to their fans that it's something that they cherish, right? Hmm. Um, like I know, like Candace is a big geek. Like she posts like stuff like they've got the big Ghostbuster house toy from the eighties. Like they got one of those. Like get another one of those. Just like have it like broken up into pieces in their bag, and they're just wondering like, what's going on? Who did this? You know. Um, Obviously, somebody had to have broken into their home to even get the item. You know, you know what I mean. Just like, just because like, I don't know uh, about you, but have you ever had like something go missing and you just got that sick feeling of like you feel violated? Um, like I've, it, I've I've had I've had my car stolen before. Okay, and. And when I did finally see it, then I felt violated because it's like they just destroyed the backup. Like, it was just horrible. Yeah. But I understand what you're saying. I understand exactly what you're saying. Yeah. I think like that's that's the feeling. That's the atmosphere that this scene should uh, should create. Because um, I, I think people can get that. It kind of reminds me of something that like Dane Cook said one time in one of his stand-up comedies. He said like back in the day, like him and his friends, they would uh, they would do B&Es, right? Like they would just go in and just like fuck with people. They would break their door down and then they would uh, they would just leave. So like mm-hmm. he, he would crack a joke like you know, you just imagine you get home, your front door is open, but nothing's missing and you're just like what the fuck did they take? Like one of those kind of feelings, right? I, that I, that's what I think should be accomplished with 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 this scene here, and um, uh, I throw it over to you. Okay, so they're looking at their stuff. Their stuff is is ruined, ravaged, all of that. And uh, what they decide to do after um, it's done is that they decide to. Uh, go to the commissioner now. William Regal still the commissioner, right of NXT. I believe so. Okay. Um. So they would go to William Regal, and they would. And we want this scene to be as real as possible. So we don't want this to be like, you know, uh, how let's say Becky Lynch would be in the scenario with Seth Rollins, whereas like Becky just is more manly than him, right? Yeah. This wouldn't be this type of situation. This would be a real situation where she starts crying and he's consoling her and they pick up the bag and they go and they talk to um, William Regal. So when they talk to Regal, they tell Regal, hey, listen, you know, um, this was like an anniversary present, you know, and there's no way that this would end up here unless somebody came 
to our house, broke in, took took this item, broke the item, and then have it sitting there in our dressing room, waiting for you know us to see it after our matches tonight. So then William can say, well, you know, this is a big arena, but this is also a, a highly secured facility as well, too. So there are some security cameras. I'm going to uh, look at the footage and then get back to you as soon as I can. So then we go to the next week and NXT starts and William Regal comes out and uh, he gets in the ring and he says, uh, I, I want everybody here to know every NXT superstar, male or female, that this is a place that we're using to expand ourselves, to grow, and everybody's dream here is to get to the main roster. But the one thing that we've never had here is we've never had a thief. We've never had uh, someone that violates another wrestler's gear, let alone breaking into somebody's house let alone, you know, violating a couple. So, I have video footage, and I've seen this footage, and I want to play this, and I'm asking whoever did this to come forward. If you come forward now, then you won't have to deal with the legal side of everything. We'll handle this internally. But if you don't come forward, then this is going to be a situation where I'm going to have to get corporate involved. I'm going to have to get Triple H involved, Stephanie, Vince, everybody. And then this is going to become a legal nightmare that you don't want any parts of. Because the WWE is a multi-billion dollar company. I doubt that you have that money to defend yourself in court. So they play the video. They should even have like Jerry McDivitt next to him. Right, somebody, yeah, somebody that is a high-ranking official that that you know actually has a corporate role. Like, he's their attorney, right? So, yeah. um, him being there, like, would speak volumes, especially in the next. Yeah. Um. So. Them name dropping Vince would speak volume. Right. So, they play the video, and I want this video to not look like a staged. You know, like, oh, I'm creeping around video. I want this video to be somebody in a mask with just the bag. Mm -hmm. Opens the door, drops off the bag, and leaves. That's all I want. I don't want it to be any deeper, any more intricate than, than that. I just want somebody to come in, drop the bag off, and then leave. So that's when Johnny would come out and say, Listen, uh, you know, Mr. Commissioner, I thank you for playing this video, but this doesn't tell us anything. So if I have to beat this entire roster one by one to find out exactly who did this, then I will. What I bought, I don't, are they engaged or just boyfriend, girlfriend? No, they're married. Oh, they're married? Okay. Um, I bought my wife something that meant the world to her. She's been looking for this for the last five years and I got this as a present for her it was a limited edition they don't make these anymore I can't replace this but what I can do is I can replace my anger and put it on whoever did this and that's the second week I'll pass it on to you 
Okay. I like that. Um, hey, everybody. If you uh, want to help support the Ring Scoops brand, I got some good news for you guys. You can easily do so by pledging your support on the official Ring Scoops Patreon. It's only $1 per month. Wow, $1 per month. That's less than $0.04 cents a day. Did you know that? Yeah. For a pledge of $1 per month on Patreon, you can get access to the following. You get exclusive editorials every Thursday. You get the Crimson Mask podcast on the first Friday of every month. You also get exclusive Diamond Girl photos and videos every single Monday. And there's more. You also get Slam and Jam companion videos. That's right. If you tune in every week to Slam and Jam on Twitch and on YouTube, you can get more Slam and Jam over on the Rink Scoots Patreon. You get all this and a whole lot more. New content every week for $1. Less than $0.04 cents a day. Head on over to patreon.com slash ringscoops to pledge today. Your support is greatly appreciated. I think um, I think Johnny should get a little paranoid at this point, too. I think anytime he's in the back, I think if he's he walks past somebody, if somebody says something that, that sounds remotely like what that item was, he freaks out on them. He goes like kind of macho man on them in, in a way, you know? Um, and then of course, you know, Candace trying to like, you know, Hey, 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 relax, you know, kind of trying to calm him down. Um, and he just accuses people, have him like, have him accuse, um, he accuses like the street prophets or something, you know, they, they that can be a, uh, an interesting little, uh, uh, situation there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, have him, uh, have him accuse, um, Fucking uh, Io Shirai, considering you know that she had just turned on on Candace recently, right? Um, you know, kind of kind of throw it onto that, and make people think that it's possibly her. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I would I would even I would have I would have John, and I know this is probably gonna be very very controversial, but I mean it, it, it's edgy and it, and it's it's real in 2019. I think uh, I think Johnny uh, I think Johnny should go not full on, not even really borderline, but kind of throw a little fucking like subtle racism stuff out there. Um, yeah, when you mentioned the street profits, I would, that's immediately where my mind went. To yeah, I think you should I do think that. That's a, yeah, I think that's a good thing because what can happen is this doesn't have to be a storyline that's just told in two weeks. Yeah. This can be a storyline that's branching and you know the street prophets can get so offended that they want to have a match with him. Mm-hmm. And he th- and this can, you know, go even to their, you know, their takeover pay-per-view where it's like him and a partner against the street prophet. Like there's a lot of things that you can do to not give this away so fast. Yeah, absolutely. Especially since there's a long stretch between takeovers too. Right, right. And it's, you know, the, with NXT, um, you have to, I, I really think that they should focus more, and this is just talking in real life, I really think that they should focus on branching storylines because the roster itself has a lot of uh, 
homegrown talent, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Not a lot of names that are just coming in that people already know, like it used to be. Mm-hmm. It used to be every time you turn around at TakeOver, there'd be somebody sitting in the crowd. It's not yeah. like that anymore. It's not like that anymore. So, um, but yeah. Yeah, I would, uh, I would definitely throw that. Like, um, you know, he doesn't have to be overt with it. You know, it could be very, very subtle. Um, mm-hmm. You know, with with Street Profits, with uh, with Io Shirai. Um I'm, I'm drawing a blank on other people that are in NXT. Um, hell, I mean, he can even. Well, he can. He start accusing you know members of the Undisputed Era. Yeah, I was about to mention that. Um, you know, maybe like Roderick Strong or somebody. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, like you know, of course, you know, every, you know, everyone deny it. You know, um, mm-hmm. they didn't do it, obviously. But um, I think what could happen, what what they could build up to, and not necessarily at at a takeover, but have a huge huge match with um, because Candice and Io are still doing their thing, so kind of like continue that going on. So make it like a mixed tag match where it's going to be uh, Johnny and Candice versus uh, Io Shirai and a mystery partner. Get everybody thinking that it's going to be like the reveal of who did this, but it's not right. So she picks just somebody random. I don't know, fucking Velveteen dream or some shit. Um, mm-hmm. actually, geez, that would make a hell of a freaking mixed tag match. Um, not at a takeover, but it's just like one of those, like right in between takeovers, like a big NXT, mm-hmm. um, do that match and then have, uh, have Johnny and Candice win. And then the lights go out. And you have the static and the fuzz and all that stuff uh, with the production, lights, sirens, all this stuff just going off. And all of a sudden, on like the big Titantron thing, whatever they got, the screen, you see that item in its shape before it was destroyed. And all of a sudden, you hear this diabolical laugh. And in comes, on the screen, Flying Brian Pillman Jr. Full get-up, loose cannon-style shit. And he just starts cutting the promo. You know? It's just like his dad would cut, you know? Hey, Johnny! Or, yeah, you you know, like, um, uh, what's that movie? The Shining, right? Mm-hmm. Hello, Johnny. You know, it's good to see you and Candace out in the ring because normally you guys are nowhere to be seen. And I'm here. You know, I don't know where I'm saying. I can't cut a promo out of fucking wrestler, but, you know, just something real fucking scary and spooky and stalkerish and all that shit, right? You know, like you guys think that you can find me, but I will always find you, you know. Some kind yeah. of a fucking riddle. Um, and just like, it, even like in the middle while it's playing, Johnny loses his shit, just leaves the ring instead of standing there like an idiot. Like, what does he have to say? You know, he runs out of the ring, runs to the back. Like he's going to try to find this motherfucker. And Candace runs after him, you know, while the promo's still playing, they can even do split screen where they're showing that. And then showing Johnny, like, you know, in the back running around. And, uh, you know, Johnny can go to the production truck and be like, where, where is he? Where's, where's this camera? And like production dude can be like, 
He's not here. He, he gave us this tape to play. He's not here. And Johnny and Candace are like, what the fuck? And looking around like, you know, all crazy and shit, right? Don't know what, don't know what to do, right? I mean, because it's not there. It's pre-recording. It wasn't, wasn't real. It wasn't live. It was Memorex. Right. Yeah. And then uh, I'll pass it back over to you. Okay. So um, I like that setup. I like the creepiness setup because um, the next thing I would do is I'm not going to I'm I'm going to do this different from traditional storylines where it's like the payoffs at the pay-per-view. Okay. Um, they'll have a match at the pay-per-view. But I want the next week to really drive home that this is a different type of storyline. Okay. So what will happen is William Regal will start the show and he will say, that, um, you know, Candace and Johnny are not here tonight. Um, however, I did receive a tape. Um, I was told to uh, play this live on NXT. Um, I really am against that, but you know, I, I spoke to you know uh, the higher ups, production, and things of that nature, and, and they stated that uh, you know this should be something that we that we play on the air, only because. Uh, we do not want this to become a situation where uh, someone feels that we're doctoring uh, any of the footage that you see. Because Johnny, you know, behind the scenes has been very upset. Uh, he's accused me and he's accused um, other individuals of doctoring or, or doing something to really mess up this footage. So... Let's play it. So they play the footage, and it's Johnny um, with Candace, and they're talking to the camera, and they say, well, no thanks to NXT, no thanks to the WWE, no thanks to William Regal. I was able to call some of my indie friends, and I found out exactly where this this clown lives. So rather than this being a situation where we deal with this in the ring. I'm going to deal with this face-to-face, man-to-man. I'm going to deal with this in real life. And I'm having this video evidence to show that if you mess with me or my wife, then this is going to happen to you. So then they drive up to uh, a house. When they drive up to a house, they come and, and and this is a nice house this is not like you know a run down bad neighborhood this is a very nice house um there's a car it's in the driveway so they're like okay he's home so they go up to the the house they start knocking what kind door. of what kind of car does pillman drive just out of curiosity because um, you painted I a good would, picture with it being a nice house i wonder what kind of car now i think that he would he would um drive uh a black and white Dodge Charger. Okay. A black Dodge Charger with white gray stripes. Okay. That's what I think. Um, so, comes to the door. Bangs on the door. License plate says Flying B. <laughs> <laughs> bangs, bangs, on, bangs on the door. No one answers. 
so then they go to the backyard. The backyard is locked. The gate is locked. So he hops the fence. Now Candace is the camera person. Because we're making this as real as possible. Yeah. So she's standing there and she's waiting for him to jump back over. So she's standing there for like maybe 20 seconds. And she said, Johnny, are you there? Johnny. Johnny, are you there? And the next thing you know, you're <gasps> and then the camera drops. And then you see uh, footsteps. You see the feet. And you think this is, you know, flying Brian Pillman Jr.'s feet. Yeah. Right? So then he picks up the camera and then he looks at the camera and he says, rule number one, never, ever handle business where you sleep. And then turns the camera on. And this is Brian Pillman saying it? Yes. Okay. Yes. Because what basically he did is he kind of set a trap. Yeah, yeah. So now I really like that. So now, uh, you know, the the video that we're thinking is from Johnny was actually from Brian. Okay. So after the video is over with, and then William Regal's talking to you know a couple of officials, like, well, what's going on? I thought this was from Johnny, and then like his phone starts ringing. He answers the phone, and then he goes to the back. And then the show continues on it like normal. Yeah. So everybody's like, what's going on? So at the end of the show, William Regal comes out and um, he gets in the middle of the ring, has a very solemn look on his face. And he says, uh, you know, um, uh, he, as my job here as commissioner, there's a lot of things I've seen as a wrestler. There's a lot of things I've seen good and bad. Um, but uh, I have been informed that, uh, Candice uh, LeRae, unfortunately, has a broken tibia, fibia bone. And we're not sure how that happened. We're not sure if this was happened by, you know, Brian Pillman Jr. Um, but uh, she's currently in the hospital. Uh, she's scheduled for surgery. And, um, you know, our prayers go out to... Uh, their family um but as a commissioner i can't i can't do anything stuff like this happens outside of the ring so what i propose is this little twerp bugger you know whatever english term you want to use a blow a blow um, a toe rag remember you used to always say toe rag back then right like he he, he wants to make a name for himself so i invite you next week Come on down to NXT. I'll have a contract waiting for you. And we can handle this in the ring because I'm afraid if this takes place outside of the ring any further, it's going to be past death. Okay. Well, not death, but past. Like, this is like whenever they're going to kill people. It's going to be past uh, uh, the realm of wrestling. Yeah, out, out of out of his hands and in the hands of law enforcement. Right, right, right. right. Okay. And then I'll pass it on to you. Okay. All right. Um, how long until we have until the takeover? 
I'm gonna say we're probably two weeks out now. Okay. Um. Okay. You know when when you were when you were describing the whole thing of you know like they showing up to the house, Johnny hopping the fence and all that stuff. Um. And I'm not I'm not saying what well, I'm about to say, I'm not saying it to try to be like funny or, you know, anything like that. But like I, I kid you not, like the first thing that popped in my mind was um you've seen the movie The Golden Child, right? Uh-huh. Remember when Eddie Murphy hopped over the hopped over the fence and that family was barbecuing? Because he uh-huh. was trying to find the biker dude and he was just like, Hey, I just want a potato chip. Don't worry, flip your burgers, burning, it's burning. Like I, I don't know why. It's just like that popped into my head because like I was I was thinking you were gonna do something like that where like Johnny was gonna hop the thing and Pillman was gonna be like flipping burgers and then like they were gonna brawl and like the barbecue get knocked over or some shit like that that would have been that would have been cool too but the way that you did it I think is just, just way 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 better uh, mysterious it goes with the whole crazy loose cannon shit um, right all right so so the week before you said. That Regal is going to offer the contract to Brian Pillman, so this takes place at Takeover. So right. now we come up to the week that this is supposed to happen. Um, I think throughout the hour, um, I think they you know they should have a camera out in the back, waiting for Brian yeah. Pillman to show up. Mm-hmm. Is he going to show up? That's the big question the whole night. Is he going to show up? They can even like ask people like, hey. Um, you know, like uh, you think you think Brian Pillman's going to show up? You know, just like little conversations, like Street Profits can be in the back with like, you know, even like put away the kayfabe thing, like heel and face that didn't exist with this shit here. It's like Street Profits could be talking with Undisputed Era. You know, they could be like, "Yo, so what do you think's going on with this shit?" You know, and like Adam Cole can be like, "You know, I've 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 been all up and down the roads with with uh, with Johnny. I've never seen him like this before, and uh, you know, for Pillman's sake, you know." don't show up tonight you know that kind of stuff right um even like shit man even like velveteen dream kind of out of character they can come up to him you know like he could start it off they could be like velveteen we got a question for you and he'd be like oh what, you know, what's going on they'd be like you think brian pillman's gonna show up and he takes his glasses off and he goes yeah if he shows up shit's gonna pop he goes i i don't i ain't touching that you know just make it real man as real as possible, just to have the whole, like, because that kind of gives the idea that the locker room's kind of on edge. Like, they don't want this animal in the locker room. They don't want to share it with him. You know, put that over, because right. that, that, right. that just gets the character over even more. I mean, if the whole locker room's like, fuck this dude, we don't want him to have a, con-. they have somebody go into Regal's uh, office, too, and be like, please reconsider this. With this going on here, like we don't know what he's gonna do if he has a contract and he legally has to be here, you know. Right. That's an unsafe working environment, which would be funny because they can have like they can have Tyler Breeze do that shit and just like totally mock the whole Shawn Michaels thing from '97. It's an unsafe working environment. Throw like some hair on the desk or some shit. I don't know, but <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I would just build up to that all night long, man, and then like. Don't, like, you know, normally they'd be, you know, the last minute, oh, he's here, he's here, you know, then they go to the ring, they do that shit, don't do that. All night long, all the security footage, all the cameras they had set up, no one's heard from this dude, they haven't seen this guy, William Regal comes out and says, hey, look, we got like five minutes left before we're off the air, um, you know, because God forbid that we go into the whole, you know, 
rebuilding the big show documentary that Vince wants on the air next. Like, (laughs) (laughs) and you know, Pillman, um, if you're here, I mean, we, we know that you you didn't walk through any of the entrances or anything like that. You know, come on out, um, for your safety. We have made sure that Johnny is not here. We have made sure that Candace is not here. You don't have to worry about them. It's just me and you in this ring. He goes, trust me. I go way back working with your father. You can trust me. Let's get this done. And then they could be like showing the camera everywhere. Kind of like, remember how like when like the, the shield would come out and the cameras would be like all over the place. They would just like, where, where are they? Where are they? You know? Do that with uh, trying to like spot like where is he? And all of a sudden, you can have a dude like in the front row wearing a hoodie. All of a sudden, he stands up, pulls the hoodie back. Pillman's been front row the whole fucking night. Hops the guardrail, gets in the ring, mm-hmm. looks at Regal. Regal, you know, starts to talk. Brian Pillman fucking puts his finger right up on his mouth. and goes, shh, grabs the contract, pulls a knife out, cuts a little bit of his finger, fucking signs his name with his blood, crumbles up the fucking paper and just throws it at Regal, hops the guardrail and walks out of the arena. And I give it to you. Now, the only thing now that I would add is that as soon as he leaves, that's when I would have Johnny, like, trying to run after him. Okay. And then NXT goes off the air. Like, Johnny, like, comes, like, running down the ramp over the guardrail into the crowd? Right. Okay. Have Candace come chasing out, too. Right. That's the only thing I would change. Okay. No, I like it. I think with the last week before the pay-per-view. Yeah. All right. So Johnny comes out. And uh, now the whole time, we haven't had Johnny wrestle. And there's one thing that you mentioned before that I just caught. Remember, she's supposed to have like a broken leg. Because remember, we had it where uh, you're the one Candace that LeRae. That. Yeah. Yeah, Can- Candice LeRae, I remember you said Candice LeRae was running after him yeah. while he was running after Brian Tillman Jr. So I just remembered the broken leg thing. So All right, well, she could stumble would... out with crutches then. Yeah, okay, we have the crutches. So, okay, so next week comes out, show starts, Johnny's in street clothes, his wife comes out, he helps her, in... right? So they're in the ring, right? Yeah. So as they're in the ring, then they um, begin to cut a promo and uh johnny starts saying you know what uh i've been wrestling for a long time and i've never had anybody play mind games six sadistic mind games like this cheap imitation of his dad brian pillman jr has done and i am sick and then when he says sick then his wife grabs him. So she cuts a promo. She said, you took you took my leg. You took food off the table. You took 
all of these things off of 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 me and and my family in terms of me not being able to wrestle. I was going to have surgery, and when I went to the doctor, and I had to go to the doctor by myself because my husband was looking for you. He told me that if I had surgery, I'd be out close to two years. So I'm trying to decide if I'm going to let this heal, or if I'm just going to, if I'm just going to just just have the surgery. But I tell you what, if you're man enough, I'm calling you out right now, woman to man. You come out here in this ring and you face me, face, right? Mm-hmm. So he comes out, but he's and this is the, the top of the show, right? Right, the show opens this is up. The top, right? As soon as the show starts, he comes out, but he has a bunch of security around him, and he's in the in the in the crowd, right? Brian. So Pillman. he says, Brian Pillman. So he's can in the can, crowd. can the security be like in riot gear? Yeah, actually, that would work. All right, that would work. I like, have them in right here. I'm, 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 I'm high. I don't, I don't know. All right, I don't even have to finish. I'm high. No, but um, so I'm, I'm like really high on the whole fucking riot gear thing. I think that's a fucking great look. And I yeah, think and it, then you can have him. Yeah, you can have the right, the you know the 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 people in riot gear around him, and he's standing on like a chair with the shields and everything too. You know, like yes, yeah. Billy Club, like old school, how they had like uh, Paul Heyman had like his. Uh, remember, they had the riot, his riot team in ECW. Yep. When it was just the Basham brothers, it's basically the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they're standing around him, and he stands on the chair, and he goes, "Well, Johnny, rule number two: don't." ever ask for something because you just might get it. You want to fight me? You want to hurt me? You want to embarrass me? You want to do all these things to me when all I simply was saying to you and your lovely wife is hello. And my ways of saying hello may be a little untraditional for most. But the way that I was raised, the way that I said hello to you, was the equivalent of me bringing a nice hot apple pie to your doorstep. Speaking of your doorstep, when I was at your house, I looked at all of your pictures all of your jewelry and and then I opened a drawer and I slowly took out all of your wife's lingerie and Johnny just jumps <laughs> and runs to the crowd and tries to chase after him and Brian Tillman runs out. Mm. So then later on in the show um, William Regal announces, he says that, that this is, uh, you know, by far the worst thing that we've seen in NXT. And, you know, as being a professional wrestler myself, um, this is something that has to be handled in the ring. You know, uh, Brian signed the contract. So that means that he has to not only deal with Johnny, but he also has to deal with me. So I'm making now official a non-sanctioned anything goes match at NXT TakeOver 
between Brian Pillman Jr. and Johnny Gargano. What's how's it now? How do you pronounce? I can never pronounce his last name. Uh, Gargano. Gargano. There you go. And Johnny Gargano. And it's very simple. If Brian Pillman Jr. wins the match, he can stick around here. But if he loses, he can take his poor imitation of a great man and his father, go back to the Indies and try to make himself famous, maybe on another channel. Hopefully he has enough TNT to be all elite. (laughs) And then leave. If you ever wanted to display your love for ring scoops and help spread the word about the brand, then I've got good news for you. If you head over to ProWrestlingTees.com slash ring scoops, you can purchase the official ring scoops gear to wear. That's right. You can wear ring scoops gear on the street or at wrestling shows, and help spread the word. You can have it your way with our homage to Burger King. Feeling a little naughty? Well, we have a Ring Scoops t-shirt in the style of Pornhub. We also have our Parts Unknown University t-shirt as well. And there's also a t-shirt of myself, that Ring Scoops guy, to show your support. All you have to do is head over to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Ring Scoops to check out the official Ring Scoops apparel today. And keep an eye out for special promo codes on our social media to get discounts in the future up to 20% off at certain times. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Ring Scoops. Say it again. Say it with me. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Ring Scoops. So... I really wouldn't do anything else for that. I'm, um, I'm a little confused, though. So everything mm-hmm. is led up to, like, William Regal saying, there's nothing we can do about it. We have to give him a contract if you want to deal with him. They give him the contract, and then right. he puts him in a match where he could potentially just already be gone from the organization. Right. Well, the whole reason why, William, if you remember, William Regal did not want this to be on he did not want this to be on the street. Okay. Did not want this to be a violent thing, right? Yeah. Where people are arrested. Did not want that to happen. Okay. So his whole premise was to have him sign the contract so they can handle this in the ring. Okay. So by him saying that not only do you have to deal with Johnny, now you have to deal with me. Mm-hmm. He's now painting the picture that, look, I own you. Okay. So if you lose, I don't want, really want you in this company to begin with in the first place. I only did this because I don't want one of my prize wrestlers, one of the, the stars here in NXT to do something that he will regret for the rest of the Okay. That's okay. That makes sense. Now putting it in the, not, not from the perspective of doing something with Mm -hmm. Pillman, but doing it from the perspective of protecting your talent. Right. Right. Because we want this to be, and maybe he can, you know, in that promo, he can cut, he, he can make that a little bit more clearer. Yeah. Yeah. But, but the whole thing with William Regal is that, you know, this is this is a shocking thing for him. Mm-hmm. So he has to be super professional, especially with know? the way he grew up on the streets. They always said, like, even, right, even, right. even in his background, he's never seen that. Right. So for him to cut promo saying we've never seen this in NXT, 
you know, this is kind of like a family here. Everybody's trying to get to the top. You violated that by breaking into people's houses. You broke this woman's leg. You did all these different things. And now this is extremely personal. So now I'm going to give Johnny what he wants because you fell for my trap. You signed a contract here. You know, here's something I want to add. And it's it's not even having anything to do with the, the NXT TV show. But what this is, oh, my God, this would be great. So the takeovers are always on a Saturday. Uh, this could be something big. Like this could be like the lead into like the one for SummerSlam, right? So you got takeover on Saturday, you got SummerSlam on on Sunday. They should do, and they should advertise this, man, a freaking a, a live Friday night, Friday night live Stone Cold podcast with Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae. Well, the only reason I would say no to that, this is the only reason I would say no, is because where I'm going with the storyline. Okay. Because I want to give it to you, but I want to be able to, to book the end of the match, if that makes any Yeah, yeah. Okay. So well, the I only reason why I threw the Stone Cold thing in there is because, one, it would be kind of cool to like get like, you know, you start off with the regular business usual kind of interview, and then Austin can kind of get into the whole, like, you know, what's going on with you and Pillman. And Austin's the perfect guy to do it because of his history with Brian Pillman. And I think that's great. But I, I once you see where I'm taking this, yeah, then you'll be like, okay, maybe we won't do that now. Maybe we'll do that later. Okay. Or you can just okay. you can do a podcast sometime with Pillman on there. I wouldn't do any of it, and and I and 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 I want to show you why. But I'm going to give you the book. Now we're at the pay per view. I just want to be able to. Add something to the end of the match. Okay. Um, right. Does does your ending have anything to do with it? Ha- does it have to be in a wrestling ring? Um, it's non-sanctioned, so um, I want to do this like old school way, where the non-sanctioned match that we saw that they've done old school. I think was Rakishi and Stone Cold. Mm-hmm. And where they blink, because, you know, the old school way of doing it is blinking the lights, showing that they have nothing to do with it. Yeah. So I would blink the lights, and I would just have this be a fight. I wouldn't even have this be a pinfall situation. Oh, well, I, I mean, just have this be a fight. But what I mean is, like, does the ring itself have anything to do with what your finish is like, is there anything off the ropes? No. Uh, so this no, could be no. done anywhere. They, this, your finish could be done like in a parking lot, a park, it can an be, office. It can be anywhere. Okay. Anywhere, anywhere. Because I want this match. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want it in the ring. I want okay. this match to be in the parking lot. Okay. And I want like, you know, like some of the NXT stars to kind of like be around like a schoolyard fight kind of thing where they're not, you know, you can you can see them. You know that they're there, but they're also not a focal point. Mm-hmm. But you know they're there because they they want to see what the fuck's going to go down. Right. You know, like um, like I don't remember like the the old thing with like Sh- I think Shamrock and Steve Blackman did this one time. I think it was fully loaded ninety nine, where it was in the parking lot. They had like all the cars in a circle. Yeah, they did it a couple of times on uh, SmackDown, too. forgot what type of match they called that. Yeah, do something like that. I mean, you don't have to have the cars in the circle or anything. That's, uh, to me, that's too hokey mm-hmm. at this point. But, you know, yeah. just have the setting be, like, straight up, like, on campus right there at Full Sail University in the parking lot. Now, like, you know, okay. like Street Profits could be, like, sitting on, like, the back of somebody's fucking car eating popcorn and shit, like the meme, you know? 
Um, yeah, yeah. Just do stuff like that. Just have that be like the fight. Like not even a referee out there. Just these guys are just beating the shit. Regal could be standing out there with his arms crossed, just like, mm, mm, damn, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This this is almost almost like a feel like this is wrestlers' court in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of thinking like uh, you ever, you've seen that movie Lionheart with uh, Jean Claude Van Damme. Ah, uh, I don't know if I have. They do like the underground street fights and shit like that. Like that's yeah, I've seen. okay. That's what I'm imagining. Something like that. Like that kind of setting. You know where okay. Like I got you, you. You got a you got a single camera out there. There's no camera angles. There's no multiple mm-hmm. cameras. There's one dude with a camera out there. No commentary. Right. No commentary. No, I got you. Yeah. Yeah. Hell, you can even have freaking have Morrow standing out there next to Regal. You I know. You. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because, like, every once in a while, like, he could just be like, oh, Jesus, you know, just one of those kind of things, you know. Or he can, like, mm-hmm. turn his head and be like, oh, and, and you know, just build it up like that, you know. You could probably even hear him, like, in the background after a big spot be like, I ain't even seen that in Showtime Boxing or, you know, shit like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, just do that. Just to knock out, drag out fucking old school fist-to-fist fucking street fight, man, like. Charles right. Bronson and, kind of shit from like Death Wish. Right, Ranch. and have these and have these guys come out with taped fists. Yeah, you know, like just just make this as this is this is a contest between two men. Yeah, and the the rules of the match are there are no rules. You you just literally leave your opponent lane. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's 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 what I would do for that match. That's the setting I want. That's single camera. Um, you can even do like, do a couple spots where like the camera guy doesn't even know what to fucking do. Cause he's out of his element, you know, like I, I, I hate it when they do these street fights, but the camera guys always know where to go. Right. And then there's multiple angles. Like if somebody's standing on the car and they cut to another wide shot angle. Yeah. Cause it's already so set up. Spot. Yeah. yeah. You can see the spot on the, yeah. So that's why you do one camera. Um, and then like he gets in the way every once in a while, like the guys can fight, they could like knock into him. Also, the camera, like, you know, the view you see for, like, two seconds is, like, him being pushed into a car, and he's pushing the camera up to, like, get out of the way, and then he quickly puts it back on them or something, you know? Just do that. That, that makes it real. Right. Yeah. But that's that's, that's so, what I would do. Let's go with your finish now. What you got? So, so okay, so that happens. So after that happens, then... Uh, this becomes a situation where Brian Pillman Jr. is down on the ground. And with him being down on the ground, uh, Johnny has like a steel chain wrapped around his fist. You know, it would be a cool spot. Sorry to cut you off. A cool spot would be like if there's like a puddle on the ground and like uh, like Pillman tries to like drown Gargano like in um, like in the movie Glass. He tries to drown him, mm-hmm. and Gargano's just fighting and all that shit, and like he fights out of it. That'd be that'd be cool. That puts him over. That puts Pillman over as like a psycho. Like, dude, he ain't out to win. Like, he's out to kill this motherfucker. <laughs> so the big finish. So I had um, Johnny with his, you know, the the chain wrapped around his fist, and Brian Pillman's on the ground, and he's begging him, and I want him to beg like how his dad used to do. When you see him on the ground, uh-huh. like with his arms up, no, 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 eyes bugged. Please don't, please don't, please don't. Right? I want him to beg like that. Yeah, that's what I want. To see. 
right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So now that I want to see that, then this is what happened. Um, his wife comes and says, no, 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 no. Let me do it. So she has her crutch. So Johnny's like, go ahead. So she has crutch. She lifts the crutch up in the air and turns and hits her husband in the back. Mm. So then he starts laughing uncontrollably. Pillman like does, almost right? like, like, yes, like old school rest in peace Brian Christopher type laugh. Yeah. Like he's just laughing uncontrollably. So now she starts beating her husband with her crutch. So then now Johnny is laid out, right? Yeah. So then Brian Pillman Jr. slowly gets up and unravels the chain from his hand. And then he flips him over and he's getting ready to hit him. And then that's when the wrestlers come in and they push him off because Johnny's knocked out. Of him. Yeah. The crutch is ruined. He's knocked out, you know, and like the wrestlers come in and they push him off. Of, of, of. So then um, the wrestlers are kind of crowded around. And then Brian is holding Candice LeRae's hand. And they get into a car that's like waiting for them. Then they drive off. Mm. So what I would do, and I'm going to, and this is like wrapping up the storyline and, and going into another, because we always give like a great start of program. You notice every time we do this, we give a fantastic start of a program and yeah. it branches off and continues. Yeah. Right? And leave it up to the viewers to come up with what they want to. Right. Exactly. So what I would do is on that NXT, that very next NXT, I would have um, him come out, Brian Pillman. And this time he comes out. This is the first time that we see his theme music, his Titan, Tron, all of that. And he's coming out with Candice, who's on crutches. And they get in the ring, and uh, Brian picks up the microphone, and he says, rule number three. Keep your enemies close, but keep your lovers closer. Starts making out with Candice LeRae mm. in the middle of the... God damn. Candace gets on the microphone and why did I do this? Well, let me tell you what. I did this because I'm so sick and tired of being Johnny's wife. I'm so sick and tired of being his support system. I'm so sick and tired of being the one that has to pick up the pieces when something happens to little Johnny's career. <laughs> what about my career? What about all that I've done on the indie? What about when I signed here to NXT? Was there a big pomp and circumstance for me? No. Was there anybody looking to give me title shot after title shot? No. Was Triple H looking to call me up to the main roster? No. But Johnny was. Johnny was on. Johnny was on. I was here on NXT. I was at home with the dog. 
Does everybody use their brain? How do you think he knew where we live? How do you think he knew what was quote-unquote precious to me because Johnny gave it to me? My husband is so dumb and so busy. How would you think that I would break something but then decide not to have a surgery? Show him, baby. And she puts her leg up and then he takes the cast off. The air cast or whatever cast. Yeah. Throws the crutches down and starts walking around the ring and prancing around the ring and says, nothing is wrong with Ken. But I'm here to let NXT know that you have a new power cup. And I'm calling the shots. And then Brian, uh, um, not Brian, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, Brian. Brian Tillman Jr. starts laughing controllably like Brian Christopher. Yeah. And there's a story. There you go. There you go. I love it. Now that now you see why I did not want to do the Stone Cold podcast. Yeah. Because I think it would be more interesting if you were to do it, interviewing Johnny by himself. Maybe you can leave him off a of TV for like two or three weeks and just have them just almost you know you know how they did the whole thing with the 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 um the McMahon Hemsley era. Uh huh. Where they were just running raw. Oh yeah. And then just one raw, then Vince McMahon just showed up, and they're like, "Oh my God, he's here!" You know, like you can just have them just run over NXT for like a good month, and you know, just nobody stopping them. Just like even that same night, you can have them start beating people up, yeah, and just wreaking havoc. You know, just and ran- even- randomly assaulting fuckers like in the hallways and shit, right? Right, and you can even have it like where eventually, um, I don't know if William Regal is a retired in-ring competitor, but you can even have it. Maybe that first match that he has is against William Regal because now William Regal, you know, feels a certain way. Oh yeah, he feels betrayed. Right, he feels betrayed. He's like, I talked to Candice on the phone, and she would cry to me, and she would say. She's the one that came up with the plan to lure Brian here. And little did I know I was being played. NXT contracts are not like candy. They're not just giving out to him. Yeah. If I can have him say something that no one has ever said before, like on TV, have William Riggle be like, look, we work these people. We don't work each other. You betrayed right. the code. Right, right, right. And you as a and you as a wrestler, you never go after another. Yeah, you know, and then this this whole build up. I mean, this can be like five or six months of programming. It really could be. Oh yeah, easily. Um, and, and then you can have it even eventually be, a, you know, a situation where Candace, you know, ends up going back with Johnny. Yeah, the, the couple's back together. But we just want it so shocking, like having someone debut like that. Mm-hmm. And having a name already, and having a look already, and having a history already. You can even have it where, like, they're called up. Like, let's say they're in NXT for a month, and they're called up to smack. Yeah. Both of them. And then that's when John's in it. And you can move the storyline to the main to main stage. 
Oh yeah, build it up to, to WrestleMania. Right, right. You can, you can. There's a lot of things that you can do, but that's a hell of an. Hmm. Oh yeah, I would, I would love to see that. I really would. Really, really would. Yes, sir. Yup, yup, yup. All right, um, Mac. Uh, you have any uh, shout outs or any plugs or anything, bro? Before we head up. Um, the same plug I say all the time. Check out until2.com for all of your uh, needs. We are uh, revamping everything on the site. So if you visited there before, um, make sure in the next coming weeks that you take a look at it. Um, we're dropping a lot of our prices. Uh, we are making the navigation. Uh, sound like the WWE network right now. <laughs> <laughs> we're making our navigation better. We're doing whatever we can, uh, to, improve the user experience and of course bring you good quality clothes at a very good value uh to every single person that is looking to uh wear something nice. so visit until fashion with a statement i highly recommend everybody check it out um i got a little sneak peek under the hood just a little tiny bit and it looks fantastic everybody um mac is has been busting his ass with this brand until com, check it out it is amazing that's an official endorsement from that ring scoops guy that ring scoop guy uh, and uh ladies and gentlemen if you guys like uh, want to follow ring scoops on social media twitter facebook instagram at ring scoops youtube.com slash ring scoops and twitch.tv slash ring scoops guy every tuesday slam and jam live that's right. Yeah. Slam and jam live. And you never know what's going to happen because we're off the script now. It's like Mike Tyson won at CW stock. Then all of a sudden he lost it to Freddy Krueger as Darth Maul tried to cash in the cash me outside. How about that briefcase? You didn't even know that, did you, Mac? Our money no, in the I bank didn't. and slam and jam is called cash me outside. How about that? Well, the thing is, is that I just want the big waste to, to continue to get the push. I feel like management has overlooked him. Um, so I think the big waste uh, is really uh, somebody that should be uh, the most. This is a personal personal preference. I don't have anything, you know. I don't have a horse in a race or anything like that. <laughs> even, though, even though I am kind of responsible for the advocate the, for the big waste, the big waste, <laughs> the you know, big um, waste incarnate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the big <laughs> waste. Well, you remember yeah, you, years ago I had you as a, as an actual character in Slam Jam. You're the backstage interviewer. Maybe I'll make a CAW of you again, and you could be his manager. You never know where McAvoy will pop up. Mm, but yeah. I tell, but I, but I tell you this: if the big waste is not pushed, then maybe I have to put it in my own hand that he will be. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned for Slam Jam. You never know what's going to happen. They're off the script, man. Yeah, yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you for tuning in. On behalf of Macaval, I'm that Ring Scoops guy saying thank you. Good night and be cool.